Tonight's show isn't really sponsored by anybody, but what we would like to do is give a shout out to another podcast, one that I feel deserves the attention. A podcast called Dice Nights, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So please, go check them out. Tonight we talk. Tonight we talk reliability. When we needed to count on someone and when they couldn't count on us. If you told me this has never happened to you, well, I just don't think I'd be able to believe it. Because each and every person, on some level, has been let down before. It's when your date cancels your plans twice in a row. It's when your friends ditch you for another person in the middle of the day. And it's when you're left standing in the rain for 40 minutes because dad forgot it was his turn to pick you up from practice. These examples, or situations like them, happen in life, and oftentimes they're bitter lessons. They teach us to stop putting our faith in people. When we rely on ourselves, we can't really, we can't really be let down after all. And if we are let down, then there's only us to blame. Again, ourselves. Should we only count on ourselves? That sounds like a really lonely way to live. But always counting on others? Others can't be there for you all the time. They have their own lives after all. So, we're in a bit of a pickle. This is a circumstance where there's no easy method to choose, but there is a right answer. It just takes effort to find because it's different for every person. I've been let down before, many, many times. You're not alone in this. I've been left waiting for people who never showed up. I've made things out of request that were discarded at a whim. I've had friends leave me behind. Eventually, there came a time where I would always count on myself when possible. This is also when I found my answer. I refused to give up on people, yet in a situation where I was frequently getting burned by others, I just stopped trusting their word, I guess. What certain people would assure me of became more of a possibility than a promise. I hope that makes sense. And that solution has worked for me for years. If you think on it long enough, you'll find something that works for you too. I understand. My answer isn't perfect. Everybody should have people they're able to count on, though. I believe that deep in my heart. But sometimes those trusted people make innocent mistakes, or... Sometimes, trust is put into the wrong people. But who are the wrong people? Though it might not feel this way in the moment, the wrong people are the ones we shouldn't rely on. They're they're the ones who let you down almost every time. I firmly believe it doesn't matter whether a person has malicious intent or not, or if they have the most kind and sincere intentions, people who keep letting you down are both just as bad. In a moment, you'll be sitting on a conversation I had with my friend Morgan, where we talked about what it takes to be reliable, experiences we've had involving reliability, and also when when was the right time to count on ourselves over other people. I hope you enjoy. So I'm going to ask you what your name is and like where people can find you on the internet. If if you want to share that information, I won't make you. You can be anonymous guest number one, if you wanted to be. No, let's put me out there. Let's put you out there? All right, put yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just getting over a cold. Okay. My niece gave it to me. Woohoo. 
But uh, yeah, tell no, okay. tell the the thousands and thousands of listeners the enormous. I can't stress how many people listen to this podcast. Kidding. Really. Just, just you know, <clears throat> say your name and where people can find you. I hope you do this for the rest of your life because, to be honest, it it, it seems like it makes you really happy. So. Thank you. Uh, how do you spell? Is that all one word? Did you not? What he said, or are you making fun of me? Or no, I heard. I'm not good at jokes. I heard what you said. It's just I asked you for your name, and you're like, God, I wish you keep doing this show, because you seem like you really like it, and you're so good at it. And I'm like, okay, so is that your full name? Is that hyphenated? (laughs) Okay, I didn't hear that part. It's okay. Um, But uh, go on, introduce yourself. I'm Morgan. Morgan? Yep. Morgan with a last name or without a last name? I wish not to say my last name. That's Because I have too many. That's completely okay. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. And where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to look you up after? They can find me on Instagram at my other thoughts, my underscore other underscore thoughts. That's so many underscores. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find that. It's two. It's two, Grayson. That's that's too many. But, but, uh, okay. 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 Everything, (laughs) everything is okay. Don't worry. I'll probably do that a lot. Just saying. But especially recently, in my life, what really ins- inspired me to choose this topic over anything else is I was having some issues with relying on people. Um, I'll give like small examples without naming names, but I had <clears throat> friends who... Have you ever heard of the game Dungeons & Dragons? Yes. Okay, well, I play Dungeons & Dragons, and I have friends who I play Dungeons & Dragons with, but for the past, like... And I'm the dungeon master, so this really affects me when people cancel or they're like 40 minutes late to a game because I'm left sitting there for 40 minutes while they're doing whatever they want. So that happened like five times at least. And eventually I told them, like, I'm not doing this game anymore. And that Mm -hmm. kind of like lit a fire in me to choose this topic because throughout my life I've had so many, so many examples of times that people let me down and i i really wanted to talk about that and if i just did it by myself then i mean people are just gonna think i'm complaining but if i bring a guest on it makes me seem a little bit better so we can complain together exactly complaining buddies but no it's a it's a serious issue i'm sure people listening have been through that before where they try to count on somebody and it just seems like those people, or maybe even nobody in extreme case, is there for them. So I want to know if you ever had a time, or times, that you felt like you were relying on somebody and they screwed you over, or if you feel like you can't rely on anyone. Yeah, I mean, I can tell times like of, of both where I let people down and then realize that I was that person, and I feel totally guilty for it, and I can also talk about times where yeah i've been let down 
Um, mm-hmm. So last year. Last year. Yeah, I, I, it was before I turned 17. And um, my mom and I were going through some difficult times. Right. And I decided to move out. Moved out? Yeah, yeah, I moved out for a bit. Wow. Um, That's a huge step. Just, yeah, I mean, I was good at it, though. I was good at living on my own. I don't mean to brag, but I was kind of the best. <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to be conceited. I'm just, no, I'm I just don't trying know. To, it's a very serious topic. I was just trying to make it easier on you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, like, all over the place. It's, it's my life. Fine. It's completely fine. You're telling a very deep story, so. Go on. <laughs> okay. So I lived on my own. I was, and because I'm young and everything and because of what was happening, I lived at a women's shelter for two months. Okay. And that was only really because I, I needed a way to live while trying to get money and everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you need so a was, place to stay when you're trying to survive on your own. Yeah, yeah. And they're really, really good. I mean, it's only a woman shelter, right? So they only allow women in. Women in. But um, even if, like, you're a young guy and something, and they have resources who you can call and everything. Mm-hmm. But through that, I, like, I met a lot of good people. <laughs> I met a lot of bad people. And I kind of, I, I know where I stand in the world now. Not as a child, but as Morgan. Like your own person. Yeah, like my own person, my own individual, kind of who I've always wanted to be. But I just, I think at that time, Mm -hmm. my mom, she let me down because Because. she puts, she puts blame on things, but she doesn't mean to. Okay, so... I'm about to ask you something, and so like, it, it might be overstepping, but do you feel like she blamed you for something? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. First but, off, um, just that before you continue, I, I don't know, like, all the details of your situation, but I'm sure it wasn't your fault, and parents, I don't think, really should blame their children. I think it was mutual faults. Mutual faults. Mutual. So you also think that you were letting her down and she was letting you down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I am such an independent young person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm independent. Like, you want me gone? Okay, see ya. Wow. And I'm not saying that that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. But that's just what you did, is what you're saying. That That's you. That might not be someone else. Yeah. And um, also, that comes to me and my re- reliability, right? Like, you want me gone, okay? Like, I'm not going to rely on you if you don't want me to. Mm-hmm. And uh, me personally, uh, growing up, I didn't... I tried not to rely on too many people. Um, it was definitely 
quality over quantity for me. And even though you say that maybe you couldn't have counted on your mother, uh, I heavily counted on my family when I was being bullied, and that lasted a long time. But I also found the first chance I had, and this might say something about my character, but the first chance I had to stop counting on people, I did. And I think of that as a good thing about myself. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of a sad, a sad thing too, thinking that. Because it's Pardon. Because it's lonely. It is extremely lonely. Like to count on yourself I, for everything all the time. <sighs> I get that because of the experience of living on my own. Mm-hmm. Like the world is not an easy place. It's, it's kind of like a jigsaw. A jigsaw puzzle. How so? It's like a jigsaw puzzle because, like, a jigsaw puzzle is harder to put together than a regular puzzle. But in the end, the picture that it shows is still just as beautiful. Hmm. Maybe. What was that noise? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You I, do, I just got, like, proud of myself. You do what I do. Like, at least I think that's what I'm picking up on. Like, things get a little too serious. And then we joke it off. I try to. I I'm not try. good at jokes. I try to. I can't say I'm, I'm good at jokes. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're good at jokes. You make me laugh all the time, dude. Oh, thank you. Flicks hair. Like in an anime way <laughs> and the sparkles go off into the distance. That's, that's me <laughs> oh being like, gosh. oh. That's so Sigoy. But... You were saying how it kind of comes together like a jigsaw puzzle, and in the end, uh, it's still beautiful. But I feel like there are points in people's lives that if they can't rely on somebody, it changes who they grow up to be. Um, I agree with you. It's literally the whole dynamic between uh, parenting, like good parenting and bad parenting. It's the difference between the two a kid feeling like they can rely on their parents versus a kid who grows up feeling like they can't rely on anybody because their parents are never there for them. And that kid then grows up maybe without guidance because they couldn't count on their parents. Um, they could turn out to be a good person, uh, but they could also turn out to be a horrible person. And it's kind of that situation where kids grow up and kids grow up to be a really good person coming from a bad background but most of the kids coming from a bad background become bad kids. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm a pretty good person sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm pretty solid 75% of the time. <laughs> you know, that's most. <laughs> no, it's more like 50-50. 50-50. So when yeah. is the 50% of the time that you aren't reliable? Like, when weren't you reliable, I guess? Well, like... I have bipolar, right? So when I'm going through my cycles mm -hmm. of my emotions and everything, and I'm, I, I can be like as angry as a grizzly bear, man. But my mood doesn't depict how reliable I am. I mean, it can. It totally, totally can. Mm -hmm. But you're saying it's In the not morning. like defining. No, it, it's not. It's not defining at all. Like I could be cycling and I could be going through a week where I'm just 
like a grizzly bear and I'm just snapping every 25 seconds. So I hate that part of myself. I really do because I'm mm-hmm. not, and I'm a nice person. But if, if people, if like, not in my home, but people in the outside world, if they see me do that snapping every 25 seconds, they're not even going to want to come meet me to see if I'm a reliable person. I think you have a good point. And I am also guilty of being unreliable at times. Are you okay? You might want to take a drink of that that water that you were telling yeah. me about. I do five seconds, not gonna lie. It's like a really big water bottle. Like it's just a lot of talking and I don't want your throat to get sore. Like I care. I, I wanna make sure that you're okay. Aww. Oh that that's that's heartwarming. Okay, just imagine like I blow you a kiss over the microphone, just like mwah. Aww. Exactly. Now, you can cash Are that in at a later date if you'd like, but... <laughs> cash me outside, how about that? <laughs> that's what that totally reminded me of, and I feel so awful for it. What, it reminded you of what? Have you seen the cash me outside girl? No, is this a meme? Because I try to stay away from the memes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a meme. I am meme trash. I am so sorry. Look, I don't. There's no Pepe's on this podcast. I'm sorry. This is a meme-free oh, zone. Like I don't like Pepe memes. They're too emotional and tragic. I don't like those. That's true. No, this is. This... I don't like some memes. <laughs> the only meme that's allowed here is "Just Do It" by Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. You'll have to show me. I'll show you after. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like uh, you you said that your bipolar disorder sometimes yeah. makes you unreliable just because you're so emotional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, Okay, so I describe anger in two ways. Wet anger, where, like, all you do is cry and get upset, and people think that you're upset and sad when really you're just so angry, but you can't you, you can't do anything about it. You could almost describe that as frustration. And then there's dry anger. Yeah, yeah. And then there's dry anger, where all you do is snap at somebody. Like, you want to be violent. You're not being violent, but you want to be violent. You want to be violent. And it's awful. Like, I'm not saying either of those are positive. Obviously, they're both a negative feeling. But mm-hmm. one's more just frustration, and the other's just utter rage. Well, yeah, I can I can relate to that because there's times I just really want to be. I think I touched on this on an earlier podcast, and it's how cold I got towards people like my family, and I would be up in my room all the time, and they'd come to see me, and maybe they're counting on me to do something, but I just want to be alone so bad that I end up snapping at them. It makes me kind of uh, an unreliable son, an unreliable brother, like. If I'm not, I'm in the family, but I'm not being a part of the family, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And I guess to a degree that I am an unreliable person because I do spend a lot of time in my room. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that's because I feel more comfor- most comfortable there. And until the children came into our family and everything 
it was just me, my mom, and my stepdad. And now my stepdad's gone. But the children. It was just me. Are you talking about your nieces? Yeah, I'm talking about my nieces. Oh, okay, so your nieces. I just say children. Yeah, a nine-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh, it's so, so cute. I mean, personally, I I feel super uncomfortable around kids. Like I feel like I'm gonna hurt them somehow. But, uh, I I don't know. Say so I, I admire. How? Pardon? You hurt anything? How? I don't. I don't know. I just like babies. I'm not especially. saying you're like, not. Like, I'm just saying like you're not like emotionally capable of hurting things. I don't think you really are. Well, part well, of the reason this is actually. Let me know you better. <laughs> it's a great uh, conversation involvement sort of thing. What I'm trying to say is this is on topic. What I'm about to say. Thank you. Somebody, something in my mind finally let me formulate a sentence. Um, I have a thing, uh, a thing, like, I talk to my friends, and this is a topic of conversation that's come up with them a couple times in the past, and the topic is uh, parenting. Would you ever be a parent? And I always tell them no. For a long time, some of my friends wanted kids, some of them changed their mind, but I've always told them, no, I don't want kids. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think I could be a good father. And they tell me, oh, Grayson, I'm sure you'd be a fantastic father. But I don't feel like I could be responsible enough to raise a kid. I don't think I could be reliable enough. Do you want to have kids one day? Uh, <laughs> only if I find the right person to be with. Like... I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, I couldn't be a single mother, but, I mean, obviously the goal is to marry somebody who's going to be as responsible for your child or children as you are and is going mm. to have the capacity to love them just as much as you. Yes, in fact. You have to make sure the child can feel reliable on you because you're no longer just yourself. You are a parent. Yeah, when and you're, you're a parent, not the kids come first. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe I could, like, but I don't know. No. The desire. <laughs> I don't think it's there. No, I I just don't want to raise a kid, I suppose. Like, there's a lot of great things. I have a brother who actually has two beautiful children, my, my niece and nephew. And they're, like, mm. uh, like, zero and two years old. And I love them to death, and I see how much my brother puts in to raising these kids. And I kind of get a feeling of that being an uncle, that I can, like, participate once in a while. But I don't think I could ever... I'm afraid, mostly, that I will end up being selfish. Like, a parent doesn't get the time to say, uh, this is going to be my time, and this is going to be the kid's time. No, all the time is the kid's time. It's just how it works. Yeah. But uh, how do you think, if you were going You're to be so a parent? Uh, thank you. I, I pride myself on my intelligence. But You pride yourself on a lot of things. It's just a saying. I think you pride yourself on pride. But if you were going to be a mother, let's say you found the right person. 
do you feel like let's just say you right now because that's the best you that you know do you think you could handle it no I'll just put it out there now you'd what I wouldn't be able to handle one I wouldn't be able to handle anything no I am like really really emotional I mean like sure I would love it and I would try my hardest Mm -hmm. and I would take responsibility for it emotionally and mentally you just don't think that your 100% would be enough I constantly snap at that child and that child would not deserve it so I feel like yeah I just don't know I feel the same way as you I just feel like my flaws will shine through like, uh, I don't know if you think so, I, but I think I have a lot of I, flaws. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, of course, everybody has flaws, man. And they're not going to be 110% reliable 24-7 every day, no matter what. But when it comes to big things and some of, like, there, there are little things mm-hmm. that are everyday things that count up as big things to reliability. Like turning the light off when you leave the room because you want to save hydro. And then you're financially reliable. Yeah. And then to the other people in your house, you'd be reliable because they would be like, oh, okay, yeah. Our bill is not super high this month. We are good. (laughs) I see. I see what you're saying. So I also (laughs) want to ask you, right now in your life, do you feel like you have people that you rely on? Do you feel like you can rely on anyone? And don't be afraid to be honest. I have maybe two or three people who I know I can rely on. Like, like no, within my soul, I can rely on that. So, like, you know, rain or shine, heaven or hell, like, they're going to be there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And think... and one of them mm-hmm. is actually like teacher. I love her so much. She just she's just a blast. She's my English teacher. She's so much fun. <laughs> and she really cares. Yeah, she really does. Her favorite lesson to actually like talk about in class and everything. She likes to talk about her life. Mm-hmm. And um, she also she likes to say. Yes, I understand that, like, on an opinion paragraph that you need to be handed in, I, I have to do all these this proofreading, and you have to make sure that you get your grade and everything. But if I have a story to tell, I think it's much better if you learn the things that really matter, because sometimes that's what's more important. I've never had a teacher like that in my life. <laughs> um, I've definitely had I know. teachers that care, uh, but... I love her so much. Love her so much. She's in her early 40s and she's so cool. Like, I I love her like she could be, like, an aunt. I've had teachers like that, though, for sure. I've had teachers... I think I've had two teachers in my life that they feel like <clears throat> they're there for you no matter what. Like, they just care so much about people. Yeah. And it's amazing because sometimes yeah. people feel alone. 
there's been times in my life that I've had all these people supporting me that I've still felt alone. And I, it made me really like defensive and huddled up in, in a metaphorical ball. All my emotions just kind of underneath a shell, I guess you could say. Yeah. Do you think it's important to be able to rely on people? I do. Why do you maybe think so? not for well, like, maybe not for big things. Like maybe you're gonna have to like be the one who drives you home and drives you everywhere all the time. But mm-hmm. emotionally and for your mental health, I believe to the highest extent that you should have one or two people who you can rely on no matter what, through thick and thin. But for what what reason? What is the significance of being able to count on people? Significance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the impact. The impact. Yeah, like you're always gonna re- like if they're there one time, you're gonna want to go back a next time, and then a next time, and then the next time, and then the next time. And if that person's really there for you, they're gonna be there the whole time, every time you need them, and then that impact is what makes it all like come together but um, what what is the impact on a person like if I can count on you with with let's say my life I trust you with everything how does that make me feel better how does that make you feel better if you trust me with everything like hmm. does it does it make me less lonely well, it could. Because I agree, I agree friend. with that. I just want to know what you think. Uh, like, what difference it makes in a person's life when they have somebody to count on. I definitely think it helps in many ways. Like, it, somebody feels less alone. They feel like they're supported, even if they fail. That they have somebody who they can count on to hold them up when things are bad. I agree. I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other, uh, I guess, how about this? Instead of saying how people benefit from having somebody they rely on, how do you think people are different when they don't have somebody to rely on? What's, what's worse about them? Or what could be worse about them? I think they want to be alone a lot more because they don't even want to try and trust people to rely on them. I think that they're bitter, and I think that even if they're, like, even if they're still nice people, the only nice thing that they could possibly do for somebody would possibly, it wouldn't be what they do, it would be who they would do it for, and that, chances are, it's probably just a child. Mm -hmm. They would only do nice things for a child. For a child, because chances are, chances are, who don't feel like they can rely on anybody have probably a hard time relying on themselves as well. This is an observation that I've made on older people, I guess you could say, because you and I were both very young, and I see people who are like in their 
in their 40s, in their 50s, and they don't care about other people. They, they go around living their lives, and it's all about, you know, the next paycheck to support me. Air quotes around that, as if they were saying it. Um, it's very yeah. much like another day, another dollar that I make to build my life into a better place. But nobody I ever see is helping out one another anymore. Um, I also realize that there's there's groups like helping communities and groups that help the homeless and humanitarian groups, again, and movements that are all about helping people so that the helpless have people that they can count on. But I feel like the world would be so much better if everybody just cared a little bit more instead of a couple people caring caring like an extreme amount I agree to that to a degree to a degree um, I was actually to a degree I always say to a degree with something because I always have something to say okay I always have something to say I'm so opinionative it's not even funny like it's kind of like okay I'm sorry your opinions your wrong. Opinion <laughs> yeah yeah like that's how many opinions I have that people just don't need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Water. <laughs> After you take your sip, then you can go. Anyway. Okay. So. I'm sorry. That's okay. What was the question again? I went on about saying how, you know, the world would be oh, yeah, so much yeah. better. I remember. I remember. I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just, I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've bleached my hair so many times that the bleach just has gone to my brain. But actually, speaking of like how people in their 40s and 50s are just thinking about me, air quotes, um, I was reading this article the other day on the interweb and yes i say interweb that is my that is my word well please go on (laughs) okay so the baby boomer era taught their children to live a life where the grass was always green where you watered it. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, they worked on what they wanted. So, like, being a doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. or a teacher, something practical. They taught their children to get practical jobs and settle and water where the grass is greener. Okay. And see, that didn't work for the first little bit, but the 1980s and 90s and early 2000s, because of technology making its way to the top, there were far more opportunities all right go on and so 
that generation that is now 40 and 50 years old, I actually forget the name of the generation, but I know it's like X or Y, and I'm so confused because I don't want to be wrong. Because anybody who understands what you're saying will understand. My pride. I don't want my pride. (laughs) Why do I have pride? But so. They felt very optimistic, and so they taught their kids, which is our generation, Okay. that not only can we air quotes, do whatever we want with our lives, and we will be happy, and there will be no consequences, and blah, 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 but that we are special. And if we work hard, we won't only get green grass because we watered it. We will get flowers on our on our yard, in our garden. And we will get unicorns because we are special than other people when really we're just different. We're different from everybody else, but everybody uh, is equal. Nobody is any more special than the next. We're just unique and individual. I see what you're saying so far now. And twins. And that's why we fit. Like, so many people in our generation are so... um, Are you going to say conceited? Entitled. 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 We... Like, not we as in you and I, but we as in, like, the generation think that we are so entitled to everything. And Mm -hmm. that people just hand it over to us because we are, air quotes, special. I can see what you're saying. For the most part, I think. And I definitely have seen those kind of people that feel like um, they're (laughs) entitled to things. And I don't even feel like it's just our generation. I feel like it's a big uh, kind of a movement around North America, really, where, you know, people used to suffer so much. But these days we've moved towards people should be having it so much better that people also feel like they deserve um, like something and above, above special. They want more. Yeah, they they feel like. Like you said, they feel entitled to certain things. Mm-hmm. And along with feeling entitled, we want respect that sometimes, like, we don't deserve, right? Mm-hmm. So some people could be completely unreliable, but then when it comes to that person needing you for something, I'm not saying you should be there for them any less. But don't trust their word. You have to know that you can trust their word. And that's what makes them truly reliable. What's really harsh and what's really sad about learning to trust is that it's uh, a numbers game, I guess you could say, where you keep doing it over and over and over again and you get burned so many times or you don't get burned so many times until you find out that this person is somebody you can trust. Pardon? I totally like lost it. What I was, I was saying. So, <laughs> I was just focused on your voice. 
Thank you. I try. <laughs> but uh, I was saying being reliable, like relying on other people, trusting other people has become like a numbers game. And it has been for as long as I can remember. It's a cruel system where you put your trust in people and whether or not they are trustworthy or whether or not they are reliable is left to be a, a numbers game uh, where you don't get burned so many times or you do get burned so many times you get hurt until you hit the point where you know whether or not these people are trustable. Yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. So, like... My brain isn't working. That's what I'm saying. My brain is failing me right now. Uh, no. God damn that bipolar, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's when you're just like really angry at me. You're like, God, why'd you confuse me? <laughs> uh, at least I'm smiling. That's a good thing. Look. My brain is failing me, but my emotions are happy. I'm sure that smile is worth a million dollars. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Aw. Stop it. Stop. Look, any guest I manage to make blush, uh, I consider that like a win. I put a check mark. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you're totally cool. Fine. We can we can move off to what I'm gonna say is the last question of the night. And the last what I'm gonna say no, You're cool. <laughs> we can talk we can <laughs> shh, we can talk later. Nobody has to know that this was actually going to be the end of the conversation. Oh okay. But what oh. I was gonna say is if you if you had the power, would you how am I going to phrase this? Would you change people? Um, would you make them what you consider to be better in this aspect? Would you make people more reliable? Would you change everybody in the world to be more trustworthy? Or would you leave them as they are? See, there's a thing. Change is a heavy word when it comes to the use of people. Mm -hmm. You can't change somebody if they don't want to be changed. I agree if they do not see a flaw in their actions, they will not want to. Mm -hmm. But if you care enough about said person or people, you will try to show them the benefits of what they can do with themselves and for other people mm -hmm. if they do change. You can never force a person. But if you care, and if that person does really care about you or even themselves, mm -hmm. they will at least listen. Maybe not take your advice, but they will at least yeah. give you their time to listen. Well, I'm going to tell you that if I had that kind of power, even to magically snap my fingers and change people, I don't think that I would. And my reason behind that is kind of connected to what you said, is people don't change easily. Some people never change as much as you give them good reason to. But it's being able to magically snap your fingers doesn't make the problem go away. Uh, maybe they become more trustworthy, but in any kind of magic situation like that, 
Uh, they only become tr more trustworthy or reliable in some circumstances. What we, sadly, and such is the nature of change, enough has to happen to convince people to be different. At least that's something I mean. has to inspire them. I think, at least in my opinion, that inspiration and devastation are sometimes the best motivators. Yeah. Which is... I can tell you that, too, because... To be honest, okay, so when I lived on my own and when I moved out, I was so devastated. I, I wasn't letting the world sh see it. I wasn't even letting myself realize that I was devastated. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm back with my mom, yeah, I'm back with my mom and everything. I, I see how much it hurt me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the thrill of being independent. Yeah, go independence yeah i'm on my own but that that doesn't make you really adult it doesn't it's how responsible you react in every circumstance that makes you an adult mm -hmm. i would agree and i think when you hit that <laughs> point where you're no longer trying to prove yourself and you are just who you are uh, when you are just morgan instead of instead of a person who's trying to change things, I think that's when you're kind of complete in a sense. And you'll always change. And there'll be small yeah, things that you add to change. If always changing no matter what. Mm -hmm. But when you're finally, I guess, comfortable, is what I'm trying to say, is when maybe you're completely done. Like you're, you've grown up into an adult. But uh, on that note, I think I'm going to thank you for coming onto the show and leave the audience with that heartfelt note. All right. So. All right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I really liked it. I mean, I know I'm a choppy person when it comes to my sentences, and I'm not all there, but I try. So there it is. I had a conversation with Morgan, and... It definitely went a route that I was not expecting. I had no idea, for example, that we were going to get onto the topic of parenting out of all topics and reliability about feeling if we were ready to be parents or if we would ever be ready to be parents or... It's just mind-blowing. Now, I would like to bring to your attention that this episode, and I think I might make this a regular thing, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So what I want to see you do is make a tweet, make an Instagram post, make a Facebook uh, post. I think it's all the same thing, really. Um, go out, make a post. In that post, in the caption or wherever you're putting all the writing, put hashtag tonight we talk and take a picture of yourself. And you could be smiling, scowling, um, really whatever you want. And I'm going to consider that you being entered into this kind of a giveaway thing we're going to be giving away a copy of evil land 2 which is a video game and it will be a steam code so if you want a copy of evil land 2 then go go do it right now like i don't understand why you're not making a post right now hashtag tonight we talk this show is amazing go on
But seriously, I hope you have a nice night, and I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> See ya.